and Spike Cohen. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, and welcome to the Vanguard. For Spike, some guy on Twitter, Cohen, I am Matt Wright, and together we are traversing the muddied waters of freedom. First and foremost, allow, allow me to thank Kava Kevin for the kava that I'm drinking on today's episode. And allow me to thank LeBleu for the... Oh, that's what I was going to say. Uh, I am going to have to make a second petition calling for myself to be called the Bazooka Jew on my own show, which that'll be fun. Bulavanaka. Uh, Bulavanaka. Also, as always, this is a Muddy Waters Media production. Check us out everywhere, all social media platforms, all podcasting platforms, including whatever you're watching or listening to this on right now. Be sure to like us, subscribe to us, follow us. Hit the bell if it's on YouTube. We want your notifications on your phone to explode every time we do anything on YouTube. And be sure to share this right now. Give the gift of Money Waters today. Kids love it. But you know what kids don't love, Matt? What's that? And that's the surveillance state. That's true. I know that the kids that reside in my household hate the surveillance state they are under at all times. <laughs> yes. Just any state of surveillance, really. Really, any state. Why are you looking at me? Um, and if you want to know, if you want insight into what sort of surveillance state uh, the Supreme Court would approve of uh, in the future, whenever they get a case regarding it, one needs to do no more than to see how they are handling the leak of the Dobbs draft opinion. Yes. Yeah, the uh, Supreme Court's police force, or the marshal's office, uh, has launched an unprecedented probe to uncover who leaked uh, the uh, draft decision uh, that was being uh, shopped around by, uh, was it Alito? Samuel, Ali uh, Samuel Alito, the justice that would end Roe v. Wade? Was it Alito? Uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think it was Alito. Um, so they're doing a, uh, in, uh, as uh, Matt said, an unprecedented probe into who, or no, as I said, an unprecedented probe into uh, who leaked that decision. Authorities, the marshal's office, uh, yes. authorities at the marshal's <clears throat> office have demanded phone records, signed affidavits, and law clerks' devices. The clerks of the Supreme Court apparently are so alarmed over these moves, uh, particularly the sudden request for private cell data, that they've begun kind of looking into whether or not they should hire outside counsel uh, should should this become bigger than it already has. You know, the can, biggest can you imagine story of the year. Considering suing the Supreme Court and saying, I'll fight you all the way to you. You. <laughs> and you would think that, like, the Supreme Court would... <laughs> Would have to recuse themselves in this case to be the like, entire well, Supreme the Court. <laughs> yeah, all of them. We'll take this on, but we have to recuse ourselves from it. You lose. Right. You lose. So, while Roberts Court hasn't been the best on protecting digital rights, yeah, they've been better than most people have thought they would be and they've done a few things that have been beneficial mm. uh in 2014 uh supreme court's landmark riley versus california decision protected cell phones from warrantless searches yep yep and then Which in 2018 they ruled in carpenter versus united states the entire i love when they do that it's not the federal guard it's the united states so the court ruled in carpenter versus you <laughs> 
I just like how they do it. It's like versus the entire U.S. Uh, they ruled in Carpenter versus you uh, that police violated the Fourth Amendment when they used cell phone location data to track devices for more than a week uh, without any warrant because, yeah, that's, that's exactly what that is. It's a violation of the Fourth Amendment. I think it's a violation even if it's less than a week. Yeah. Really just at um, all. Is, right. But this is why they've been super careful on how this investigation has been handled. Uh, cell phones have been requested, not seized. Affidavits are voluntary up to a point. Mm. However, if you're a clerk in the most powerful judicial branch <laughs> anywhere, um, and they say, hey, Hey, we need you to uh, give us your cell phone so we can see what all is on it. And you say, nah. no, no, I'm going to not do that. Yeah. Um, or, you know, they're like, hey, we need you to sign this affidavit saying it wasn't you. And if it was you, then uh, we're going to throw you in jail. Um, and you're like, no, I'm not going to I'm not going to sign that you're going to be looked upon as the guilty party in the Supreme court. Yeah. So they're, so through fear, through fear, they are getting the clerks to not invoke their rights. Well, that, that doesn't sounds, sound familiar at all. <laughs> at all. And that's that not, not government telling you that you have rights, but that if you invoke them, that makes you immediately a suspect of a crime? That's that new. That sounds a absolutely nothing like any interrogation I've ever been a part of. A ever. <laughs> ever. If you get a lawyer, you're just going to seem guilty. Yes. Like, they'll they'll unironically say that. I mean, you can get a lawyer if you want, but what's that look like? That I don't want to get railroaded by the government. Right. So uh, the implications of these actions obviously run very deep. If there's a, a case about police using the same search tactics being used in the investigation, how is the court going to rule against it when they did it and are documented as doing it? Right. So currently there are current uh, there are multiple um, cases in the lower courts and states that are currently evaluating the constitutionality of everything from geofence warrants, which tracks yep. um, every person in a specified area, um, also known as uh, Pokemon Go, uh, to warrantless device searches at the border. Um, and if people don't know what that is, they are tracking people's phones at the border to find out if they're coming in illegally or if uh, they are helping people come in illegally without warrants they're just and, checking phones to be like why is this person crossing the border so much and for anyone who has been near the border and by near i mean in buffalo and gets a notification from your provider welcoming you to canada and letting you know what the roaming charges are going to be even though you're like a solid 15 miles from the border you can see how that tracking might get a little sketchy. Like, why did you cross the border? Well, I didn't. Not that it's any of your business, but I didn't. Well, but why did you? I didn't. Well, you think you're a criminal. Not only am I not a criminal, I didn't even cross the border. 
We uh, we, so we did that story. God, that was like two years ago, and I don't remember any of the gentlemen's names that were in this story. But there was a guy here in Florida, yeah, uh, yep. <clears throat> where he got he Google turned over all of his location information to the police. Mm-hmm. It went, like they got a warrant and they got it. But the guy used to ride his bike past this house where a woman was murdered, and. Yep. He got hemmed up in that, and they thought he was the one who did it, and he yep. wasn't. And then there was the other one where somebody was murdered in the desert, and somebody happened to be out in the desert at that same time. Uh, and they said, well, obviously, it must be this person. Because right, Because yep. the killer wouldn't be smart enough to leave his phone at home. Before committing murder. Before committing murder. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So when these kinds of cases come up in front of the Supreme Court in the future, they kind of did similar stuff and right. they can claim that they don't hold any conflict of interest in those future cases because they're not actually required by law to recuse themselves. There's there's or at least there's no mechanism to enforce it. Uh but obviously their mindset is going to be forever changed by how this is unfolded. So instead of a court which would hopefully look at the claims of those who were innocent until proven guilty, they might be thinking about that time that they got doxed internally, uh, or or that uh, you know the, that they got you know leaked internally, and uh, and the the firestorm that set off, and they even unconsciously could be applying that to their future decisions which affect our civil liberties, all of us, like every single one of us. So even with these future cases, if they do rule to protect the people's rights, um, you have a situation where an institution, the Supreme Court in this case, is willing to uphold the rights on paper, but then will violate the rights of American citizens in practice because yep. they will once again become another entity of the uh, American system that feels like they that the rules do not apply to them which is the whole problem we have these rules on paper saying government can't do this government has to do this if government does this then they have to do this and so forth and and if this branch of government does something it needs to be investigated by these group this group of people in government but then they just, anytime they go, oh, well, but that would be very inconvenient in this situation. They just ignore it. It's almost like putting words on sheets of paper aren't sufficient to stop powerful human beings from doing whatever the hell they want to or something like that. And, and that's what makes it, that's actually not the most scary part because all the government does it. But yes. the part that the part that makes it the the most terrifying <clears throat> for me personally is once the Supreme Court has once they've crossed that barrier, once they've crossed those lines and they've started using the tactics that the police have been using, will they go, you know what? The police shouldn't be doing this even though we did? Or will they try to justify themselves through their rulings? Or will it? Or a third option is that they'll they'll rule correctly, and 
departments and agencies will go, no, we're going to just keep doing it anyway. After all, they did. did. Because you did. Because you did. So we'll just do it anyway. Right. Now what? Yeah. Yeah. No matter. There's that too. Yeah. Yeah. No no matter which of these happen, it is kind of a terrifying path forward uh, as far as the Supreme Court goes, because you are now looking at a scenario where the trust in the Supreme court is going to be just eroded completely. Yep. And I don't yep. like, I don't think that it's really been there a lot recently, um, but it's going to be completely eroded once those cases start going and they start ruling on them. Exactly. It's, this is going to be a problem. And it's just another example of how your rights will always give way to expediency for those in power because they're predators and you're the easiest prey. So that's the bad news. But the good news is, if you're a subscriber to Muddy Waters Media by going to anchor.fm slash muddywaters slash subscribe, this isn't your last episode for this week, folks. Nope. You will get a third subscribers-only episode that will be coming out later this week. What's going to be on it? Oh, 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 what excitement. Something far better than this or what we put out Tuesday night. Nope, every single week you will get something that is so much better than what the people who aren't paying $10 a month get that you will say, my God, am I glad that I'm paying $10 a month. (laughs) So be sure to tune in for exactly that, the special, 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 special Muddied Waters of Freedom subscribers only spectacular, weekly weekly spectacular. The spec, we're going to figure out what to call it, but you better tune in. Uh, and if you go to anchor.fm slash moneywater slash subscribe and sign up, you can get that today. So we will see you then. And where we're going, we don't need roads. <laughs>